a random encounter at a broadcasting facility, a shared interest and love of all things Marvel, Excelsior, a misinterpreted program title, and behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick, podcaster and comic book enthusiast, and Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. Special presentation, mission brief, The Falcon. And The Winter Soldier, episode five, Truth. And before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode, we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them, our social medias. At home, at work, in the car, wherever. I like that. I want to steal or that. Or play. You... Wait, Thank what? What? Or a play. Or a play. At play. Kid and play. Neil Diamond, mm-hmm. play me. Mm-hmm. Player's going to play and haters going to hate. Good song. Anyway, before we get into the usual rigmarole, how can people get a hold of us on social media? Go on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Marvelists. Go on Instagram and Twitter at The Marvelists. Find us individually on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick, and also on TikTok because I have better things to do, apparently. But at Peter Melnick, but better. There's not many butts. There's just one butt. Thank one, the Lord. Well, it'd make pooping easier. But that's a topic for another day. And that, why, are we, why are you talking about that, Eddie? Me? Yeah, Eddie. Why are you doing that? The why is why am I recording this? (laughs) Uh, Who knows? But you can also find a certain Eddie Wilson on a certain Eddie Wilson social media platform because Eddie was the inventor of the platform back in 2010. Uh, Not many people know that. Me too. Yeah. You can find him on Instagram. At Eddie9193. And you were very humble. You didn't get on. You you did not take the Eddie Wilson name on Instagram. You let somebody else do it. I did. That was very kind of you. Because as the founder of Instagram, you were like, uh-huh. nah, I'll give somebody else the opportunity. Yep. Eddie, you should follow at Eddie Wilson and see you know how they react. Good idea. But you, you can digress. also find. I, I do. I digress. I digest. I up, I die less. And up Chuck. You can find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms, TuneIn Radio Stitcher, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, etc., etc. Just put us in your Google machine and you'll be able to find the show to listen to. Or if you know, like, I was going to say, you're already listening to us, but maybe you're listening to us in somebody's car or, you know, a random crazy person on the subway is playing it full blast. It happens. You've seen it happen, the last one? I didn't say I saw it happen. I said it Mm. happens. Good movie. Not Chapter 2. That one sucked. But... You can find us on all of those. But remember, iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, five-star if you're ever so, so inclined. inclined. Well, it's like an echo in the room. No, it's just us. Let me see if I can test this out. And on the poopy, other... Poopy, poopy. Oh, no, it doesn't work. End you... of the tin can and well, string before you finish. Yeah, Josh is here. But you can find <laughs> you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash... The Marvelists. Red Robin. Whoa. Well, yum. Jeez, Eddie. I... I'm not buying you a hamburger ever again. There's always, <laughs> anyway, a, there's always a first. Patreon.com slash. The Marvelists. There we go. Or Patreon.com slash. The Marvelists. Now do a seductive one. Patreon.com slash. The Marvelists.
Oh, I'm a little hot under the... Anyway, you can, you can find us on there, and for as little as $3 a month, to as much as, cha-ching, let's say a trillion, billion, kaflillion. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Exactly. You can support the show and help us out. Give us a hand. Lend a hand. Lend a helping digital hand. Like I said, $3 a month, that'll get you early access to episodes and our undying love and gratitude. We'll even take that hamburger helper hand. Maybe a saucy photo of Eddie, apparently based on that one slash the Marvelists. But will you sign it, Eddie? Sure. (laughs) You can, like I said, find us on that. And for $5 a month, it gets you the Fantastic Voyage, where we cover all 102 issues, plus annuals, plus crossovers, plus whatever our little hearts desire. We actually might do one about the, uh, the radio ones with Bill Murray as Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. Why not? My body's beginning to play. And I'm lighter than air. I, I can fly. Exactly. Wyatt Russell. Because, you know, John Walker. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, com slash... The Marvelists. If you're cold in your torso region, we can help. Buy a t-shirt. Buy the Dad Joke Immune t-shirt. You, you'll still be cold in the arms unless, you know, maybe they have like a sweatshirt option. We don't know, but buy, buy our shit. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, yes, it doesn't stink. Correct. Well, shit don't stink. Uh-huh. I mean, I eat a lot of protein. I'm working out, you know, going, lifting the arms, li- you know. Below the collar. Dot com. Slash the marvelous. Wait, wait. Not as in something you should do, as in slash the marvelous, but you know. Although Eddie's had that oppor- or had that thought cross his mind on many an occasion, hasn't he? Mm, once. Anyway, Josh, Eddie, good evening, and as we record this episode. Hello, thank you for having me yet again. And this episode, episode number five, Eddie, it is called Truth. It is. That is not false. Truth. Or dare. Or dare, right. Yeah. <laughs> See, I knew Josh would make that joke. To tell the truth. And we, I want to bring something up from not last... Uh, last week was The World is Watching, correct? Yes. So last mm-hmm. week's episode, The World is Watching, everyone was talking about the scene with John Walker where I basically thought, you know, oh, he's pretty much Marvel's Homelander now. Well, a U.S. agent did that thing in the previous episode, and everyone's saying... How dare he do that? Captain America would never do such a thing. He would never resort to that level of violence to the point of almost murdering somebody. Hey, guys, unrelated topic, but do you remember that part at the end of Civil War when Captain America's fighting Iron Man and almost kills him? Good times. Anyway, <laughs> so... Yeah. I don't know about almost kills, but totally, yeah, totally, close. totally decapa- decapacitates the armor. I mean, then it short circuits, and, you know, he's... Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Thanos got to him anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, inevitable. <laughs> oh, snap. But... that's a hell. That was a hell of a uh, recap, by the way, before Boo. the episode began. Come on, it fit. Eh. It works. Just like your Captain America shirt did, and that's just like right. mine did. Time we to are, go to work. We are literally wearing Captain America shirts as we're recording this, Not, not, please, K-N-O-T, not... Matching. I know, not just Matt, not not matching, but also the fact that we didn't really like. I didn't think Eddie would wear his. And so what, I think do, so what are you wearing not... today? It's a podcast, Peter. Uh, let me think about it. Okay. Hey, Josh, what you wearing? <laughs> oh, you. It's a little something he picked up. <laughs> you got a little number? Yeah. Three. It's a number five. Good. <laughs> good move. Good move. Number anyway. five. Number five alive. Wait, short circuit. No disassemble. Who's Johnny? 
with this opening of the episode. Got to tell you, that was a hell of a fight sequence. Well, when we get to that, and that's that's the opening, what, nine minutes by the time we get to the opening yeah. credit of saying yeah, we, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. OMG, I, I need mean, a... We have the trial, you know, there's that going on, or, you know, whatever's going on, his uh, punishment and reprimanding. But let's be honest, that fight scene alone with, you know, him not giving up the shield is much... Well, no, wait. Did that happen before or after the uh, trial? That was before. 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 Okay, yeah. That, and so right off the bat, we get like this big elaborate fight scene. And there's a lot of really cool stuff about that. I enjoyed it. And there was, you know, per my notes, I can't get over how intense that scene was. Just super fast. It reminded me of the fight scenes that the Russo brothers directed in Captain America Winter Soldier and Captain America uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Very, like, fast cuts, but just like flashing kind of, like, you know, very choppy a little bit. But if we can just jump back to how it really starts off, of course, from that killer huh, opening before we get to where we last left off and previously on, uh, Cap is on the run, you know, reliving in his head what he did and, and Lamar saying that the suit comes with an expectation. Yeah. And... The person that he, uh, you know, kills, that is John Walker, saying, it wasn't me. And then that reminded me of that rappy... Shaggy. Shaggy, thank you, song. Getting into the warehouse. Banging um, on the bathroom floor. Wasn't me. And Lamar saying, and then Cap saying, uh, well, John Walker saying, you know, time to go to work. And there we have, again, that little head tilt thing. It's like, oh, here it is again. Are we talking about Zemo's head tilt? No. John Walker. Before he says, time to go to work. And with that character, he's very much a uh, bipolar character, like 110%. Just there is something wrong with this character. And as the series is wrapping up, next week is the finale. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, we do not see the character die or we do not see the character have something calamitous happen to them. Do you think we will see more of the U.S. agent in the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Or will this be, like many other times, hey, we got a really great villain. Let's just never bring him back. <laughs> or, yeah, but, you know, by killing them, essentially. Like, looking, you know, yeah, right. I love Whiplash. Whiplash is underrated as hell. My board, my board. But, you know, there's him. You have Killmonger, who literally got killed. Mm-hmm. So I want to see more of John Walker, the U.S. agent. And I actually, you know what? He can be a hero in the comics. They've done it many times. He's, mm-hmm. The man's got his own miniseries going on right now at the House of Ideas. So, just saying. But maybe give him a redemption arc. I think with such a character, I think it would be a, a really shame to be like, well, we're one and done on this one, folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then, you know, especially, or perhaps not especially, but the added twist is having the serum that he took. That's got to be a component as well. And we'll get to Isaiah, of course, as well, who long, long ago, 30-plus years ago, did that. Much more than 30 years ago. That was his prison term. But at the end of this, and just before we get to the actual the, fight. the big fight scene, you know, Sam, with the line that rang out to me, was telling Walker, you got to give me the shield, man. Yeah. So it's like, okay, Sam, you know, if you think further into it, yes, Sam is now accepting the fact that he, he wants... Yes. And on more than one level, this shield to come back. And, of the course, double John, meaning. Right, saying, John Walker saying, oh, so that's what this is. And, I mean, you want wrestling no holds barred? Yeah. Here we are. Oh, it's my in, goodness. It is intense. And 
this is a scene where we see, and I'll fast forward a little bit as well to the training montage, but we see Sam Wilson, a guy who is not a super soldier. The only really thing he has about him are those flap, flap, flapping ass wings. And there's, you know, he's holding his own in a fight. Because think about it, later on, the wings are cut off. He loses the wings. Mm -hmm. He is holding his own with two super soldiers. Mind you, one is on his side, the other one isn't. Mm -hmm. But he is able to go move for move with these guys. So this shows the level of dedication, this level of training, this level of passion and ferocity that Sam Wilson has. So, Eddie, what I want to know is, have you ever been in a submarine? Josh, actually, have you ever been in a submarine? I haven't asked you yet. Mm, you um, haven't? Uh, can it be a yellow submarine? I if, knew that was... If I, you I would was like. Gonna, yeah, I think that's very cool. We all live there. So the, the quick answer would be no, but... But you've like seen it. one, correct? Yeah, I, okay, I, I then watched a movie one time. It counts. Yeah, you watched the yellow submarine? That counts? But when you yeah, say... Yeah, the trailer for it. Eddie, stop it. <laughs> been in is not the same as you've Still seen. Still counts, Eddie. But, wow. wow, wow, but Josh, huh? Thank you. You're That's exactly to, what I thought. Go, you were supposed to go, wow, Josh. You set him up. Okay. But at the end of this crazy fight, Bucky puts the shield down next to Sam, who's laying on his back and walks away. I, I don't know if, you know, one line of thinking could have been like him thinking or just looking like, see, I told you so. Yeah. But then Sam, you know, goes to try to wipe and, and clean some blood off of it. But then again... That's kind of where it is. That's very just rough the moment opening. When you have to wipe. It's tough, and especially if you don't have, you know, what you need. Yeah. And in, ex- in excess. It is interesting, though, that, you know, with that, somebody also remarked that on Reddit, somebody goes, Sam's battering ram shield move is literally ripped out of Captain America's playbook in the Marvel versus Capcom games. Mm-hmm. Stars and stripes. So it's one of those moments, an acknowledgement, a tip of the hat to that long-lasting franchise because that is one of the moves of Cap in the game. That's why I'm still... I love when they acknowledge those games. I think, you know, that was a big introduction for me. I had the animated series growing up as a kid, but I would watch them on and off, on and off. But Marvel versus Capcom... Well, so, see, now, for somebody like me and Josh, I don't know if you're into the games part of it. Uh, yay or nay on that? Uh very much, yay. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you get that. That's fine. I don't, and it's okay because yeah. it's not like, oh, what was that supposed to be? It it just didn't matter. You, if you caught it on that level, that's fine, but, you know, it's just part of how this episode unfolds. But again, I like the fact that all of these different things, they have something for everyone in terms of references. Not everyone's going to get every single reference. You know, you look at the Easter egg guides, or you look at the uh, mm. the discussions of, like, what did that mean? Yeah. Well... One of the things that, you know, we ended up getting a comment for was from FOTS, friend of the show, Jeremy Bagley, jacked up Jeremy Bagley, who's, by the way, back on the Twitter machine. And he remarked to me this morning of the recording, trying to find his text. April 16th, 2021. Did that help? Episode five of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier was perfect. A welcome change of pace of last week's punch fest. Marvel does punch fests better than anyone does, but they are at their absolute best when they deal with the minds and souls of their characters. This episode had more soul than perhaps any Marvel offering to date. And it's you know, he also remarked, this is one of my top things Marvel has done yet. I feel now like I did after the Agatha reveal episode of WandaVision. And okay. you know what? I'm in agreement with him about yeah, that. Yeah, it's on that same, pretty much same level. Because this is a series that has been very consistent. And if you remember, guys, 
at the beginning. Didn't I say, eh, I'm fine with this, I'm not really that excited. Every week now, I'm getting more and more excited. I'm getting more and more invested. Mm -hmm. And it does make me a little nervous for this upcoming week because WandaVision, while I thought it was fine, did it truly stick the landing? Will this series stick the landing? I'm hoping it does. I'm really, really hoping it does because, quite frankly... I would like to see more of these versions of the characters, these characters going off and having more adventures, more fights, utilizing Captain America's back catalog of arch nemesis and foes. And what got me thinking about this is, based on the success of this series, how people are reacting to Bucky and Cap, or, sorry, well, yeah, technically Cap, Bucky and Falcon, Mm -hmm. Would you see a Falcon movie, or do you think the follow-up to this will be a Falcon movie? Well, Captain America, a Captain America movie, or a Captain America miniseries? I'm thinking, I'm thinking they would do a miniseries. To be quite honest, yeah, I, I would say if given the choice, that would be the one. More, I'd say that more certainly or confidently than uh, a full-blown movie. Josh, comment. Maybe a miniseries, but does he have enough of a following for either or yet? With um, Anthony Mackie's Falcon or Anthony Mackie's Captain America? Well, we haven't seen him revealed yet as what he will look like with this new version of Captain America yet. So oh, oh boy, I guess time that, will tell in a way. Who oh boy, that reveal, like not the reveal reveal, but the, the seeing him open everything. What's in the box? <laughs> Marcellus Wallace's soul. That's just the, you <laughs> know that's, that's just a great uh, ending build up to this last last episode. And as we get closer to that, we have uh, after the big fight scene the uh, reintroduction of Torres, the military soldier, with Sam. And well, how did these break? Meaning the wings and how they're going to find Carly. And he has a good line in there. Sometimes there's nothing to do until there's something to do. And Sam says that's. Clearly, Torres lived that throughout the series. Bizarrely wise. Um, and then, of course, Torres saying, you forgot the wings. And Sam says, keep them. So there's another indicator, perhaps, of the yeah. direction he's going to be yeah, headed. Because the new Tony Stark, the nation of Wakanda, is you know going to probably be giving it away to him next. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. So, like, I love Wakanda, guys... but you know they are the new Tony Stark. Like, yeah. face the facts, people. Josh? Did you guys pick up on maybe the possibility of that where maybe he's no longer going to be the Falcon? He gives his wings to somebody else, and then he has the shield? Well, I don't know if you know this, but Red Bull gives you wings. So <laughs> just Yeah, just in that part, I yeah, that kind of like crept into my brain a little bit. Just a little, little inkling that, okay, this right. could be, you know, a foreshadowing of sorts. I don't see it happening only because I think the mantle of the Falcon will just be retired. Because mm-hmm. his Captain America, if you see the costume in the comics and... Uh, spoilers with the toy. Dude's got wings. So just, just you know, it's 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 comic accurate. It's going to be the Nick Spencer run, everything going on with the new Captain America. And actually... Well, let's go to the uh, outgoing well, well, Captain America now, well, can we? I was going to say real quick, with this Captain America, in regards to the idea of a miniseries, I think a miniseries is perfect for this. Because, mm-hmm. again utilizing the concept of dealing with race and everything in America, that would be a great story to tell over the course of X amount of episodes, as opposed to a two-hour-long movie, which is just going to be, you know, punches and explosions. Mm -hmm. 
tailored primarily for international markets where there's going to be more money going in. Whereas you do it as a television series or a miniseries, you're good to go because you can utilize that storytelling technique. So now, on to the next thing, the exiting Captain America. Yeah, John Walker, who, I don't know. It, it looked like enthusiast. It kind of looked like his, his beret hat didn't match the uh, the shading or the coloring of the hat to the rest of it. But anyway. See, I like how much of a stickler you are with that, where I'm thinking back to uh, last week's guest, Matt Cascone, Mean Streak Matt, not Mean Street. He remarked, you know, he sent me a text as he's watching it. He goes, you notice his, sh- his star on his uh, U.S. agent outfit's backwards. Oh, <laughs> and he goes, I guess it might be a reflection, but I really doubt that. I think they, yeah. boy, I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Yeah, you know, that that's part of what happens, not just in regular feature film movies. But that senator character guy is saying as he's doing the, he gets the walk of shame, walking into the proceedings of the court where, you know, John Walker's going to get his talking to, pointing the finger it's at him. Gonna, yeah, no longer representative of the government, stripped of Captain America title, effective immediately. And other than honorable discharge, no rank, no benefits, and return the shield to us with expedience. It's funny that Captain America is the equivalent of a title in the military in the Marvel Universe. It's not like, you know, like there's Admiral, there's Lieutenant, yeah. there's Captain America, there's Major. You know, it's like, it's, mm-hmm. like, what do you have to do to earn that title other than, you know, deal with a military experiment? Exactly right. But... I think it's it's funny to see that with him. I agree. Although I didn't know, I didn't pick up on that. Did you guys see the backwards metal thing? Not particularly overly. I, did, no. I really didn't pay attention. It was like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you know, there was, I was still getting the sand out of my eyes. I'm not talking about you know uh, from the beach, the one from uh, Spider-Man, but you know, I was, or you know, the Neil Gaiman one where he's trying to be spoopy and look at me. I'm so goth. I shit Bauhaus albums. But one of the things is in regards to. The next part that happens, uh, Walker yeah. with his, I guess it's wife. I don't know real wise. I didn't know yeah. the exact relationship there. But, but and then we're introduced to somebody. Holy smokes. Yeah, I audibly yelled while I was watching the show this morning, holy shit, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Elaine! <laughs> <laughs> she was in the show. The Veep herself was in the show. Yeah. And, and I got a kick out of it. She plays Contessa. Valencia, and, Allegra, Defontaine. Apparently... She is in Black Widow, and some people are speculating, according like you know, to an article in Vanity uh, Vanity Fair today, is she going to still be in Black Widow? Are they going to cut the scene out because everything is so jumbled out of order now? Because if you remember, uh, Black, Black Widow, Widow was supposed to be first. Then I think WandaVision was supposed to be later. I think WandaVision was supposed to be after the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh. Okay, I didn't know they shuffled. Yeah, they these, they uh, really like mm-hmm. again once COVID hit, they realized ah shit. <laughs> so it's one of those things they have to really go all out and like I'm wondering, you know, what versions of takes did they use? What alternate scenes did they have to you know use to go with this continuity? Because as I've expressed in the past, I'm not going to say who it was because I don't want to blow their spot up. But when I went to Comic Con one year and I'm sitting in the press lounge, I'm talking to somebody who is in charge of a website that is a geek culture-related thing. Might be a movie, might be a show, might be something. We don't know. But he's showing me pictures of when he was working on Avengers title. Here I'm not going to say because it can still reveal some stuff. And he shows me something. And it is a character in a costume from a previous movie 
in a scene that we had seen in the main movie that didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, why is that character dressed like that in that scene when that character did not show up in that scene? So I might have mentioned it on a previous episode. I don't know. Mm. But they do a lot of stuff because they're realizing there are people in there taking pictures, candid pictures. They don't know what's going on. That's why, like, if you noticed fairly recently, the pictures that leaked of Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt in Thor Love and Thunder, which has the uh, the, the vest, the Thor vest, remember? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we are talking about that a few weeks ago. Mm. And there's just a lot of different things that they kind of do. And when I saw that, I'm like, why is he there? Mm. But, again, deception, sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. L- literally, Kevin Feige is is the ultimate magician in a lot of ways, the theatrical magician. The movie-wise. Yeah. So, with that. With that, we have Contessa, although you can think of her as Val, but you can't call her that. Val mm. seems to know everything here because she knows that John took the serum and that he doesn't have the shield and that she said, you know, actually, the shield doesn't belong to the government. Okay, she's a wealth of knowledge. And then she's like, nice, you know, nice wife you got here or whatever. She's supportive. She's this. How you doing? And boom, she's then she's out of there. So these boots were not is made she for a one. member of S.H.I.E.L.D. or what, what part exactly does she play in the MCU? Well, with the blue in her hair, for some reason, I don't know why, but I don't think she's S.H.I.E.L.D. Because if I remember correctly, per, again, I don't know the character, but she's like an Italian jet setter. So they changed it to a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, I believe. Oh, So I think okay. she ah. is a part of S.H.I.E.L.D., but like, you know, a uh, on the outs kind of thing. Or maybe, maybe we're getting her in the form of an AIM agent. Why not? Mm. Do, so, do something different. Mm-hmm. Or she could be involved with S.W.O.R.D., but again, if she's showing up in Black Widow, that doesn't make a whole lick of sense, does it? Yeah. I was, so, mm. You know, you were talking about the out of order. You know what they could do is just maybe go back in and being like, we need to fix this for continuity purposes and just maybe reshot some of those things so that it makes sense going forward. Yeah. Marvel and continuity making sense? Yeah, that's a great idea. I don't know. <laughs> but this could turn it around. Who knows? We, well, yeah. It could turn the beat right. around. Thank you. Whichever version you prefer. Well, which one Ooh. do you prefer, Eddie? Vicky Sue Robinson or Gloria Stefan? I mean, you've got your choice. And then let's go over to the scene with Isaiah Bradley. You want to go that far already? We missed we missed a little a couple other small scenes. Oh, what a character walked in a room. Carly, Carly and company in this in the courtyard there, and what they're going to do. Yeah, what are they going to do? The Eddie? GRC, do the hustle. The GRC raid aftermath. You've got Zemo at the memorial and Bucky and him saying, "Oh, I was going to kill you" or something. And Bucky was going to. It looked like he did the bluff shooting with Zemo. How quickly he gives himself up and so easily yeah. to the Dora Milaje. Yeah, got yeah, me. Yeah. Like, are we going to see him arrive in Wakanda in the next episode? Well, isn't that what uh, Io says? They will take him to the raft. I, the, I think she said raft, where he will live out his days. Yep. And uh, and then Bucky may have another favor to ask of of Io. Which is, I think, the suit or whatever potentially gear that Falcon is. Well, yeah, that's. Uh, I guess you kind of piece that together. Oh no, sorry, that was a, that was an unintentional joke, but it, it worked. Okay, so Baltimore MD, Sam and the Shield, and uh, and Isaiah, and I need to understand. 
Now, what, uh, let me just ask, too, because there was a part in the beginning of the conversation with uh, Isaiah and Sam, like in the backyard, watering the flowers and such, that uh, Isaiah is saying that the men in red tails, the famous 332, a war, a military reference, maybe we don't have to overtly get, but it's just part of what he says. And uh, him being made dead and erased. Mr. And Mr. Bradley, uh, Sam calling him formally. Uh, and of course, we get to the part where, where Isaiah says, uh, they, the government, the powers that be, will never let a black man be Captain America. And even if they did, no self-respecting black man would want to be considering and we get Isaiah's story and feel, I think, pretty seriously for the character, he kind of breaks down as well because his wife has been led to believe that not only are the letters not being received to him while he's doing jail time, but they make him think that he's he's dead. I didn't even know he was sick. Exactly. And in regards to... The, the line about how he's in prison, or, you know, he's he's imprisoned all while his wife dies on him. Mm. Like, that's a heartbreaking scene. And again, it is that level of character development, that level of the impact of everything that goes on in this movie. I was going to say movie, but in this series. Well, it's... It that, is that character development. It's that level of how much small detail they find a way to tug at your heartstrings. And we can only speculate on what, you know, Isaiah is saying that they did to him to do experiments, to find out why the serum reacted to him the way they didn't. I think he said there were about five of them, and inevitably one, the other, died through one reason or another. Again, they different reactions from people, different reactions to it, which we kind of suspected when we first heard Bucky say, not in this series, of course, that there were more than one super a winter soldier but they all went crazy some of them it affected them different ways uh he was the one who was able to i don't know last tough it out whatever you want to call it but all this experimentation and so yeah he does not feel all good about wearing the red white and blue or being thought that he would be able to take the shield again i think it's just that symbol that it's just really hard for any of these characters to live up to I think they're going to find it increasingly hard. I mean, Sam, when he, now that he has the shield, to finally live up to this uh, symbol. Uh, if if that's if, if we've covered that scene enough, I think um, Sam is uh, then with Sarah, and talking Sarah, about Sarah. calling and calling in favors and fixing the boat. So there's you know this is what they're going to do. This is their downtime now, I guess. Right. And you know, rounding out, getting the other characters in this series involved and seeing where where they're headed to, and then Bucky shows up. He calls in a, a Wakanda favor. Wakanda favor is it, Eddie? It's a good one. And uh, and helping, <laughs> and of course the little, uh, hey, Sarah, hey, Bucky, you know, what could be going on there? Don't be flirting with my sister, all that stuff. Well, one of the, the remarks, a uh, friend of the show, Land Pitts, goes, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but make it a home improvement show. <laughs> and that whole sequence is the definition of what I would love to see, as you hear that kind of music playing over it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Um, we go ahead now to uh, another John Walker scene because we knew that what he had to do was go to Lamar's parents and, of course, telling a little more than a white lie about the person that he killed was because that's who killed Lamar. Right. Um, which, you know, obviously you, you can see it in his face doesn't sit well with him. Maybe John Walker didn't realize how much Lamar was enamored of him. 
in his mother saying he talked about you every day, how honored he was to be your partner. I mean, let's be honest. The character of John Walker is egocentric. He only cares about himself and getting that shield. Once he lost the shield, he lost his will to live and just went completely unhinged. So when he's hearing, this guy adored you, this guy idolized you. Oh, shit, really? Mm. Oh, man, I won't. Clearly it was because of the shield, because I was able to get the shield. That's why he enjoyed who I am and enjoyed my company. He well, wanted to be me, and you know what? You got good taste, kid. He he evidently, and we can pretty obviously see that Walker could no longer want to stand to be with Lamar's parents, so he leaves and walking down the street sees the, the, the billboard poster, you know, Cap is back, and how much that must sting. Oh, I would imagine completely. Yeah. That's that is literally salt in the wound. Yeah. Not literally, but you know what I mean, metaphorically. Yes. But kind of like salt on a snail. I wouldn't recommend it. No. Oof. Quick Josh, jump. what did you do as a child? I uh, mean, I've heard. Quick okay. quick uh, transition now to Sharon on the phone. I have a job for you. And a French guy on the phone, you can tell Aww, by that. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Patrock, you know, I can give you double this time and you won't regret saying yes. Yes, we got the return of Frenchie Martin. And let me tell you, I'm really excited that he's back because we can finally find out, you know, what kind of purple outfit does he have this week. And he had a very nice purple leather jacket. He wanted to be Eddie Murphy during Delirious, which was very nice of him. I thought that was more on the red than purple. Well, Raw was... Uh, Red. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking of the Michael Jackson "Beat It" video. I can see that similar yeah, del style. Yeah. Delirious was purple. Raw was red. You know. All right. There we go. Because then you put a little dangly thing on the end of the D, and you know it looks like a P. So P for purple and R for red. Uh. Yeah. Right, Josh. Why right. Not? Yeah. Why not? Thank you guys for coming to my TED talk. Sarah's boys and a little shield play and and Bucky laying on the couch. Hey. Hey. You know whatever and a little. Interlude, interlude there. And then we have the Sam and Bucky shield toss with trees in between. And the, uh, and the legacy, as Sam says, is complicated of the shield, the legacy of the shield, to say the least. Yeah. We also get uh, Bucky's apology to Sam about how he, he you know, reacted. To, you know, and the shield was the closest thing he had to a family. And again, hearing a line like that from a character... It adds so much more dimension to James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes. And I like hearing lines like that because, obviously, they're 2D characters. You know, we're watching them on a TV, a flat-screen TV, or, you know, we're watch reading them in the funny books, and it's paper. But you see these characters, and it fleshes them out even more so. You have that element of, he's more than just a killing machine. He was actually a human at one point mm -hmm. before he became, you know... One, two, three, four, five, six. Seventeen. Uh, One-sixth robot. So, because I'm putting the torso in and the head. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Build the figure. Beautiful. But This guy. One of the ideas of this is, yeah, you know, he's he's more than just a ruthless killing machine. He's more than just a guy who gave uh, Howard Stark a terrible, no good, very bad day. And the idea of seeing him care and have that compassion towards his friend because Cap cared about you. I'm going to care about you. I'm, we may not get along, but I understand what he saw in you. I'm not blind to that, you know? And he still, Bucky, still has or has retained, been given 
the book, the notebook, yeah. the little notebook that Steve had, um, the sobering thought that comes around, I think it was appropriate to say, was Sam saying it doesn't matter what Steve thought. And here we go right into the counseling, Sam, of, of Bucky, which ends with, uh, all right, go go ahead, go get Carly now and get back to me on that. Josh? You know, that's exactly what I would like to see for the final episode would it be, because he was talking about, uh, Sam was talking about how you should go out with these, uh, these the list of people and try to make amends with these people. Like I said from the beginning, is wouldn't it be awesome if Tony Stark was on that list and he tries to make amends with Tony Stark for killing his parents on the last episode? Wow, I didn't think of that. That's great. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea at all. And maybe he gets rejected, but at least he tries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, isn't Tony dead? Well, I get the idea, the thought that, well, in the book, you know. What you I'm know saying. Yeah, yeah, I do, absolutely. Walking up to, you know, a gravesite, seeing Stank, they exit like millions of dollars, but, you know, they still screw up the tombstone. Well, what somebody changes. It's, it's No, they, they etched it in. Etched it somehow. Like, yeah, we, don't, we don't care anymore. Or a Sharpie He's maybe changes the R to an N or something, yeah, but. but Throw out the clothes, they stink. Yeah. <sighs> Well, it's laundry day then, you know, one, more than once a week might help. But now we have a Sam and his sister Sarah scene, and Sarah saying, you're going to let Isaiah Bradley get into your head? And that, you know, between that and the upcoming, right after the, the workout montage that we have with Sam with the shield tossing and the flipping around and the weight. Uh, remember last week we talked about the, stuff? Well, remember last week we talked about that scene? Like, uh, do you think it's actually going to show up? Well, it did, so good enough. Yeah, but I had a Rocky Four moment there with with Adrian talking to Rocky. You know, hearts on fire. He's uh, hearts on fire. That's right, John Cafferty from the Rocky Four soundtrack. Did you know the but last f- round from the Karate Kid was supposed to be for a Rocky movie? Uh, no. Yeah, if you really? listen to lyrics, you know, there's some stuff in there. It's literally talking about uh, try to do best because you're only a man, and a man's got to learn to take it or whatever. Try to believe in the doing this stuff. History repeats itself. Try and you'll succeed. Mm-hmm. Because that was supposed to be the theme song for, I think, Rocky Four or Rocky Five. History repeats itself, mm-hmm. but yet this is the, the first movie. So why are we hearing about history repeating itself when nothing's happened before the first hey. friggin' karate kid? Oh, well, you know. Thank you, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, <laughs> oh, Eddie, you got to watch Cobra Kai. I, yeah, okay. Uh, Josh, co- co-sign this. Now, now <laughs> Carly, what, in the park? And the others scattered around, too. And then, boom, hey, Batroc's here. Hello. I want to talk about the training montage. You do? Go ahead. Yeah, because it was just it was a really intense scene. And, not intense as, like, in the first scene of this episode. Well, but just really, really one of those things where you're seeing him bust his ass. It and, was serious, intense. Uh, and again, to, yeah. he doesn't have superpowers, but you could have friggin' fooled me. Mm. Although, I love my, my one of my favorite comments on Reddit in uh, the Marvel Studios subreddit. Wraith Fighter remarked, me during the great training montage. Man, that thing really does not obey the laws of physics at all. Also me. Wow, Sam's al- like almost died ten times in this montage alone. Meaning? Died meaning what? You had to explain it to me, so. Dead. Yeah, the shield almost deca- yeah. decapitated him. Ooh. Easy for you to say. Decapitate. Oh, wow. That's another that. intentional. Well, you Stop know, that. it's kind of inadvertently Stop fit. Worry about it. <sighs> <laughs> and, and then, like I said, and then he, Eddie fell silent to the badgering of Peter Melnick. Batrock, badger, 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 I have badger, what you badger, want. Badger, 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 yeah, mushroom, we're working mushroom. with criminals now, but but Batrock's intention now saying I'm only here to kill the Falcon. You'll get your chance, Carly says. 
And, like, really, at the end of the day, like, oh, you're going to kill Falcon? whoop do friggin' do Falcon, you know, Cap's quote-unquote missing, so go after him. <laughs> Find him. Maybe, like, put, like, a trail of Werther's around. Breadcrumbs. No, Werther's. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, Red crumbs, candy. bird, falcon. Uh, fine, okay. But he's also because you know he's a geriatric. Red wing, come know, back, please. Werther's geriatrics love Werther's. Let's go to the TV news. Okay. The reporter saying the GRC voting on the oh. uh, controversial. What do you? You said go. Let's go to the news. Oh, he's literally getting up and yeah. going to. Please. I thought you're gonna like wheel out, you know, like a chair on a you know platform like in elementary school. Oh. And now Josh, but sports. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's just what we needed. It's Sam. Where's the weather? Well, the Josh, other, the what, other about, what about hockey? Vo- <laughs> uh, go. There you go. Voting on the uh, controversial Patch Act is mentioned there. And then we eventually do get into, I guess, this, the uh, senator and the scene of, of that unfolding. Um, although the uh, intercut scene has Sam and uh, Torres leaving a message, how the there's a lot of, uh, around the world, these pings, these spots noted, I guess it was, they said, pre-flag smashers, and now there's one in New York. And uh, and again, here we go into New York City, that uh, senator again, and, and talk about what their next thing is to do. And uh, one of the others saying about, we're not rounding them up like cattle, the power failure. Ooh. So you know, things are all not uh, quite right, of course, with that component of this of this series. So Yeah. That's that part of it progressing. And then, of course, the ending, or the almost the ending, of Falcon and the case open. Just a shot of... Marcellus Wallace's soul, yes. Falcon's face, Sam's face, till we cut to the credits. But don't go away, true believers. Here's a mid credit scene. Starting with the uh, second time we are seeing the photograph of, in the military, in their military days, John Walker and Lamar. And what's he doing? He's in metal shop. And, again, one of my favorite remarks about this was, first off, uh, Demerch Michael on Reddit remarks, John Walker built this in a garage (laughs) with a box of scraps. And another person responded back with, and a few medals of honor. And then another person on there, I I didn't catch their name, but it was in regards to the costume and everything, well, John Walker just really likes cosplay. He's not a threat. He's just, you know, he's going to go running around, you know, going visiting hospitals. Go to a couple, you know, uh, car dealership openings. <laughs> God, imagine that car dealership. Oof. Josh, would you go to that car dealership? I do not care for roadside car dealerships. <laughs> what an oddly specific thing to have a grievance for. Elaborate, Josh. Oh, I like it right there. <laughs> they, they, they don't look like they've been kept well. Strong words from a strong man, Josh Rosengrant. The quotable. Uh, yeah, so John Walker's making the shield. It looks like in um, separate rings, circles, and welding the Because that's them how together. old you can tell it is, by the number of rings. I think so. It's not a tree, but tree! The oh, ring of Saturn. Yeah, the ring. Moppy. Wait a minute. What about Saturn, Jupiter? What? Okay. I thought I had my planets in correct alignment. The blue ones are for fiber. Crayon. Oh. Crayons. Oh, look at that. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's going to incorporate at least one of those military pins, I think, into making his own shield. And but I, but the, the camera technique was slowed down and then just in regular shooting time. 
of the uh, making the shield part. I'm going to be re-downloading and watching it this weekend. I, you know, you that bring was kind that up. Of That's interesting. A couple of back and forth parts like that. So I, I don't know. Is that supposed to reflect of uh, how John Walker's thought process was going? That I'm not entirely sure. I didn't. I did not catch that. Josh, did you? I never knew he was a blacksmith. Yes. <laughs> See that? Another trade heard from from John Walker. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. What well, a man, what a man, he'll what a be doing man, horse- what a good man. He'll be doing horseshoes pretty soon. Yes, yeah, a blacksmith. Stop it. Well, hey, come on. That's like a, like the a horse? show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, That's the show. Overall, I really enjoyed this episode. And again, this show has been very good where... The first episode, as I've said on the first episode, I didn't really care for it. C+. To be able to give me such a 180 on this and getting me more and more excited as the series progresses, pretty damn impressive, guys. Ramped it up to an A-, definitely. Yeah, I would say so, honestly. Maybe even just an A. A. Yeah, you know, honestly, because... Two Fonzarelli thumbs up. This is one of those shows where you care about the characters. Although I feel like there are moments where like certain ones are just there for the sake of being there. Like Torres is the most bland vanilla character I've seen in the entire MCU. And that's saying something with certain characters we've seen throughout. Like, okay. Oh, cool. This guy is here to talk for a few seconds and then just randomly disappear. Not really add much in terms of context for the series and just be a guy. That's about it. You know? So, then on the flip side, you know, you have characters that, as they are introduced or reintroduced in the case of this guy, Zemo, mm-hmm. where you care about their decisions, their actions. And he does get a bit of a redemption. And that's why I'm thinking one of the biggest scenes or the shots of Zemo was you're seeing him with the purple sock on his face. And he's, you know, doing that, you know, like the previous, pressing it yeah. down. Mm-hmm. It was never that scene was never used in the series yet. What I'm thinking is it's going to be a post-credit scene. This is my bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Post-credit scene, him putting the mask on again. He escaped from wherever he's going to go, the raft. He found a way. Mm-hmm. It, life finds a way. He's going to take, you know, put the mask on, and that leads into whatever the follow-up series for this is going to be. It is going to be a Falcon in the Winter Soldier. Like, he is going to be now... I know all of your secrets. I know all of your uh, idiosyncrasies. I know all of your fears, your rash, like everything about you, Sam Wilson. I know. Just like I knew everything about Captain America. I know everything about you. I'm going to be your ultimate downfall. See, I thought he only knew about the Winter Soldier. Oh, good enough. Whatever. But, But, yeah. Hi, I do a Marvel podcast. Hey, hey, nice to meet you. Me too. Yeah. I think this episode overall, it was an absolute blast and... It is the definition of what makes Marvel great in terms of their sequential storytelling, you know, week by weeks with this. And I feel it is definitely... We've surpassed WandaVision, would you guys say? That's real... Like, Josh, you go first. Eddie, compose your thoughts for this. I would say not in terms of hype. I think WandaVision had a greater way of keeping you going and entertained throughout. Well, I think I you have like... a different definition of hype because hype I'm thinking of is like, you know, everyone was excited to see WandaVision because there was no new MCU material in over a year. No, hype throughout the entire series, like keeping you wanting and intrigued to see more. I feel like Winter Soldier has 
it's good moments, but then they throw in an episode or two where it's just like, eh. And then the ending is just like, okay, now I want to see it. It's one of those things. Right. Filler episodes is what yeah, I like to call it. Do you, by the way, Josh, go along with uh, the bold Peter Melnick projection here of Nemo? Zemo, Eddie. Well, you know, it's kind of fishy to me. Stop that. Josh, that was a, that was a uh, question, not a declarative statement. Oh, I didn't hear the question. Go, repeat. Sorry. Are you are you in subscription with uh, Peter's bold prediction as to the character of Zemo and where this might be going in terms of? I don't think future? we're going to see him for a while. In my opinion, I, I think it's best to just let let him just go to Wakanda and then he just faces whatever because we have not seen Broker Kamara power yet. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, power broker. There we go. Because in the last scene, you see the lights going out, and you see this digitalized image on the screen, and it's like, uh-oh, here is the power broker. It is my opinion. I know. probably going to be speaking to all these people. I know who the power broker is. Just a heads up for, for everyone. Okay. No, and I think— The you child know, of Mr. and Mrs. Power Broker. Not, not to debunk I, your, your bold prediction, but we may very well have seen enough, or we've seen— I'm saying for a future enough, series. No, not... I, I know, enough to know that, yes, he has the purple mask. He did put it on in a scene, and that could be something that we're going to tuck that away until whatever year. We'll put it in the pocket? Something like that. Yeah, I take the mask off, put it in the pocket. Yeah. One of the funniest things, by the way, is somebody posted a picture of uh, this clothing line, and apparently Daniel Brohl, Zemo, is the model for it. Oof. And it is really funny to see, because now, you know, now that you know him as this, know him as the guy awkwardly dancing and all that stuff... I enjoy he's the model of a fashion company now. So, Josh, what did you think overall of this episode? I would also probably have to give it as an A-, minus, but it also is one of those things that's going to continue to keep you intrigued and want you to wait for their, the grand finale. Yeah, You want to know who that power broker is. I oh, really think it's... What is her first name? It isn't June Carter. It's something Carter. Oh, Sharon. Sharon Carter. Thank you. Yes. You went, the, you, you, went the, you went the musical route. Every that. single time that she appears, just before she leaves, she's just like, uh, we, there's trouble a brewing. We, we got to get to this. So, what is this trouble that she continues to talk about? See, Power Broker is a character that made their debut in Marvel's, uh, I think it was uh, Mr. or no, uh, Machine Man number seven, which, by the way, spun off of 2001 Space Odyssey, which is really funny because, mm-hmm. you know. Just completely different universes that don't make any sense whatsoever. But the power broker, let's go with Wikipedia. Ooh. Power broker, Marvel. Somebody goes, the uh, headline from Inverse is Falcon and Winter Soldier leaks could reveal a Daredevil MCU crossover. So I'm going to put that in another tab, but I do want to know about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let's see. Power Broker Inc. is a business. Yes, right, right. So Power Broker, Inc., and then flip side of what Power Broker is with uh, the Machine Man, I'm going to read you the Marvel Wikia page. Oh, that's a lot of text. I'm not reading that. (laughs) (laughs) Power Broker was responsible for the strength augmentation of the U.S. agent in Battlestar. So it's a company. Okay. Seems like Dr. Carl Maus, or Maulus. Spell it. Spell it. M-A-L-U-S. Boy, they're really on the nose with that one. I was going with M-A-U-S, but okay. And Curtis Jackson with two S is not 50 Cent. Huh, how about that? Yeah, okay. I'm there. 
Anyway, yeah. um, no, I think good episode. I yeah, very good episode. I think we're working on two levels emotionally speaking. That is, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. You're you're hyped up, and I agree with Josh to that degree about what's going to happen next. How is this going to resolve? We know that Vision is not among the living, but you know, with this fabricated world that Wanda has created, where where does it you know wind up? Where does it go from here? So I think you're sort of at the edge of your seat in in a sense of that. So the, the the emotion is a little higher in that sense, but you're not devoid of emotion and adrenaline for Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I'm pretty close on how I feel about one versus the other. So real quick, going back to that article of could this be a Daredevil-related character, the theory, a recent Reddit post from Reddit user Ripley129 speculates that the power broker in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier may be none other than Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the kingpin from the Netflix Daredevil series. The Redditor believes that Marvel may be planning to surprise fans with the unexpected crossover after years of wondering about the fate of the characters from the Marvel Netflix shows. In a lot of ways, it actually makes sense for D'Onofrio's Fisk to be the power broker. For starters, the character easily fits this kind of dangerous crime lord role that the power broker supposedly is, so it wouldn't take much effort to convince fans that Fisk has been the character all along. It was Wilson Fisk all along. Oh. He's also someone who viewers could quite easily see a character like Sharon Carter being frightened of, since Daredevil proved quite efficiently how brutal Fisk could be to those who upset him or got in his way. The last time we saw the character, he was being taken into police custody. Oh, I've spoiled it for myself because I didn't see that yet. <laughs> but it's well within Fisk's capabilities to have broken out of prison again in the years since that arrest. And what better place for Fisk to hole up and start building a new empire for himself than in dangerous, crime-ridden Madripoor? And then Mayor! Yes, that's it. Stop that. <laughs> Damn it, Jackie. <laughs> but... Gentlemen, this is going to wrap this episode up for today. Yes. And, yeah, we will be here next week featuring a guest co-host, and we're going to be talking Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode number six. We'll wrap up. Title to be determined. Yeah, TBA. What do you think it's going to be, guys? I think it's going to be uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier 2000. The last episode will be called Or Consequences. Oh, well, okay, mm. just consequences. We'll take the or out of it. Yeah, there you go. Maybe mm. oh, that's good enough a title as any, you know. Mm, good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eddie, flying high. What? <laughs> I think it's going to be called a rose by any other name. Swing low, sweet chariot. Coming for to ta- carry me home. Amen. For the marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Joshua Rosengrant. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior. Yay.